0: I'm back to another episode of Ruby for All. Julie, what is up?
1: Andrew? I haven't seen you in like three weeks.
0: We talked, so I don't feel like I've lost contact with you. But yeah, I'm like, oh my God, it's been a while. How was Christmas? It
1: was good. The kids were off for almost three weeks. It was part of one week, a whole two weeks off, and then one day. And it was nice to get that time to spend with them. We also hung out with grandparents and we
0: got... A new member of the family. Oh, nice. Congrats. Her
1: name is Lucy and she's a Whippet, if you know what Whippets are.
0: I know what the Whippet is in the context of doing drugs.
1: I don't know that context. What is that?
0: A Whippet is when you take nitrous oxide to give yourself like a head high. Okay, enough drug talk. This Um, is not advice.
1: We went from dogs to inhaling NOS. Okay.
0: What is a Whippet?
1: A Whippet is... In between an Italian greyhound and a greyhound, if you know what those look like. They're like really skinny, agile dogs. Um, Mm -hmm. So is like the middle size. The kids love her, but she's very scared of kids. She's never seen kids before. She's 18 months. And so we're working on getting her warmed up to the kids. Nice.
0: That'll be fun. I always wanted a dog when I was a kid. Never got one.
1: Do you want one now?
0: Yes, but right now I travel too much and I don't want to have to board the dog. I would feel bad about that. Yeah. And I don't have like anyone in the area. If I had someone that I could leave the dog with when I get out of town, that would be one thing. But I don't really want to take the dog and board it. I do want one. I'm just kind of waiting for like the best time to get one.
1: Maybe it's one of those things that is like getting kids where there's no best time to get one. Do you know what kind of dog you want?
0: Not a small dog. I want like a medium sized dog. Yeah. I would love yeah. a retriever.
1: Oh, yeah. Those are sweet.
0: Like a lab, like that type of or size of dog is basically yeah. what I'm thinking. And so. they
1: have a good amount of energy, too. Like, yeah. And loyal. Yeah. Well, how was your break?
0: I slept through most of it. Not going to lie. I think we've talked a little bit about the project deadline I was trying to hit at the end of December. Hit that deadline on the last day and then flew out back home for a while and slept every day like wake up at noon shuffle down to the kitchen make myself like a bowl of cereal or something like some breakfast shuffle over to the couch wake up for dinner <laughs> oh, wow. repeat
1: uh it sounds like you were hibernating
0: i was i got a lot of rest and it felt really good it wasn't long enough but it felt great and then i went to virginia with my good friend john and hung out with him for a few days and we did rock climbing. I did my first hot yoga class. So had a lot of fun and then came back to Phoenix and started trying to get my house together and get ready for the new year.
1: Yep. Hot yoga. Is that something that you would do again?
0: Yes. I had a lot of fun. Nice. I wasn't sure how much I would enjoy it, but I'm always like down to try things. And my friend's wife is a yoga instructor part-time. So she taught the class. So I think I also felt very comfortable in that scenario. So I think that's what led me to having more fun. And they've had the temperature up to 100 degrees in there. And 100 degrees doesn't really bother me much anymore. So <laughs> I like almost fell asleep like before the class, like laying on the ground in there. I was like, oh my God, it feels so nice in here.
1: Especially doing that in the winter. Wow.
0: Yeah. And that was the thing, like when I went back home, I had like forgotten, but remember very quickly. One of the reasons I moved out here was more sunshine because like in the winter, I would get very, very depressed. More so than usual. So... When going home, I was like, oh, my God, it was gray or raining every day. It was cold. And I was just like, as soon as I had set back foot in Phoenix, it's like sunshine. Ah, so happy to be home.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I wanted to get more walking in as a way of getting out there and smelling the air. And so I parked the car this morning to drop off the kids a little bit farther away to kind of start easing them back into like maybe walking to school. And it was mm-hmm. just so nice to walk the one block. Haven't been doing that because it's just been so cold or it's rainy. It's drag. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to get the kids up in the morning, but somehow I managed to get everybody out the door today. Nice. The first day of school.
0: So today's the first day back.
1: Yeah. today is the first day back. And usually wow. there might be some resistance. They haven't been at school for a while. But I think the walk kind of helped with just everyone's mental health and getting the jitters out.
0: Yeah. Did you do any reading or learning or did you just kind (laughs) of deal with family stuff? Because I feel like for you, you would have more like the kids are home, like family stuff, Christmas. Did you have any time for any extra stuff?
1: It was a lot. But I did start reading a new book. So I'm still in the middle of Well-Grounded Rubius, but I started a new book because I really just wanted to get into something And I'm reading 99 Bottles of OOP by Sandy. Nice. And during the break, I also had a chance to catch up on some conference talks. Another thing I'm in the middle of because I can't do just one thing, but it's not ideal and I don't recommend it unless that's something that people need to have. But I also started looking into Joe Masolati's Turbo stuff and getting into possibly redoing my one app that I maybe had mentioned a year ago. Called the Today app where mm-hmm. I can have my meetings and my meeting notes from the previous week. I was thinking about redoing that in Turbo. Nice. Turbo native and
0: Rails. Nice. I've been thinking about that too. But I started reading practical Vim.
1: Are you all in now for Vim?
0: I still use it in VS Code, but like I'm at the point where I'm ready to switch to Neo Vim full time. I use Vim key bindings in VS Code.
1: Wow. I didn't know that there was like a whole textbook on that.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like a recipe book almost. Let me remember how to do this. I can go reference it. I've read through part of it just to kind of understand like what all is offered in there. Like what Mm -hmm. all can I do? Mm -hmm. And that's been really good. I've been reading High Performance PostgreSQL for Rails by Andy Atkinson, who we talked to, and that's been really good. And I've also been reading The Programmer's Brain And I just bought 99 Bottles of OOP, but I haven't read it yet. That's funny.
1: I also bought Andrew Atkinson's book, but I have not read that yet because I do need to have some sort of a focus. How do you manage reading multiple books? Like You and Colin Gilbert both do that thing where you are able to have multiple things running at the same time. Do you end up finishing? No. Okay.
0: I'm not good at finishing books. Reading used to be the only thing I would do. I lost that love at some point and I'm trying to regain it. Like I said, a goal of reading a little bit more this year. Listened to a bunch of audiobooks last year, which is something I hadn't done in a while and started listening to more book summaries on Blinkist. I like reading physical books and I feel like it would help me if I took more time to read. I'm trying to get away from my phone a little bit more.
1: When you said that you loved reading and you don't know what happened, what period was this and what kind of books were you reading?
0: i read a lot of history books a lot of mystery books i was into science all sorts of stuff like i read a lot of series when i was younger to the point where like my parents would come upstairs and i would be like under the sheets reading that would be the thing they'd have to tell me to like turn it off but when i went to high school specifically i remember having to read books that i didn't enjoy then reading went from being like something i enjoyed to being like a chore and My ADHD is kind of resistant to that type of stuff. So I'm like, well, now I don't enjoy it. Now it's like a chore. Now I'm like, how can I get this done the fastest?
1: Hi there, Julie here. I would like to take a moment to thank GoRails for sponsoring this episode. When I was first starting out, I struggled with finding up-to-date content to help me level up. Then I learned about GoRails. Not only does GoRails provide new screencasts weekly, They also have two fantastic instructors that break down complex topics into digestible chunks. On top of that, I really appreciate when they explain the whys behind the subject. One of my favorite walkthroughs is creating your first Ruby gem from scratch. What a great way to learn by stripping down to just the basics. If you care about leveling up as a Ruby engineer, you can't go wrong with GoRails. Check it out at GoRails.com. You didn't make it to my RubyConf mini talk, but I literally said the same exact thing as you. When I was younger, I always had a book in my hand. I had a book everywhere. And then I hit a certain grade where I just stopped reading. I think part of it has to do with it was a requirement, not a I get to pick. Right. The other part, reading just got really hard for me for some reason. And maybe it's just like my attention span for it just couldn't keep going. And so like my reading comprehension tanked it just got ingrained that I was not a good reader. I don't know how I managed to like pass classes without reading. Cause you know, you have to write book reports. I just remember reading like maybe the first paragraph of a chapter and then reading the last paragraph of the chapter and then like writing something. But now I also started picking up books again. And this is also last year, 2023. I do both physical and digital I think I do digital because it's easier for me to hold it in bed if I'm going to read it before bed. But I tend to read these technical books right before bed. And that's not helpful because I want to be in front of the computer and type things out. So I'm trying to figure out a balance for that.
0: Yeah, sometimes I like speed reading a technical book without the computer and then maybe going back and like looking through it a little bit more.
1: That's a good idea. I should try doing something like that.
0: Have you ever done any like learning on like speed reading? Have you ever researched that at all?
1: Yes. I was really young and I tried doing speed reading, but I didn't have the patience and stamina to finish the course. And then I tried later on in life and I just couldn't do it. I tried though. Are you successful at the speed reading thing?
0: Yeah, I can do it.
1: How does that work? Are you just looking at a paragraph at a time and you can absorb the gist of the paragraph or?
0: No. So there's different things you can do. Number one is like always reading with a pen. So like underlining as you read, because there's things with the way your brain processes information and having like a pen, like underlining kind of words as you go down, helps you focus on the individual word. And then you can take like the edges of the page, put your eyes kind of only in the middle because your peripheral vision can read on the edges. So you can kind of like train your brain to only read in a certain line down the page. You're just pummeling information into your brain. So you're not going to be able to understand it as great of a level as if you were to take your time. But I can definitely do it. I can definitely get the gist of a book. Technical too? Yeah.
1: Wow. How much faster are you able to do that?
0: I'm not really sure anymore. I used to know like the time it would take me to finish a book, but I don't really know that anymore. I learned all this in college.
1: Do you feel like being able to read that fast helps with your ADHD, like being able to go farther along in a book than you normally would?
0: Maybe. I'm not sure. I guess maybe in the fact that I don't know if it helps or hurts my ADHD, but it definitely helps me get the gist of the book quickly. And because I find that, especially as I've read more books, it's like, you don't really need to read all of it, right? There's really just the key points. So I feel like if you get good at being able to like pull that information out, that can help a lot as well.
1: That's a good point. I'm one of those people that are like, I don't want to miss any single word of a book.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll just start skipping words or paragraphs at some point.
1: I end up doing that because I'm like, okay, this is too much, but I have to just get over the fact that we don't actually need to read hundred percent of it, nor right. do we retain hundred percent of it. So exactly. I wanted to get back to your sleeping a lot because I think both of us were working on a feature that we were trying to ship before the end of the year. And I was mentioning with you that I think I felt quite burnt out. I felt like once that was done, I couldn't really look at code. I did 99 bottles of OOP because it's just so nice to read from Sandy Metz. And the problem itself isn't a complex one. It's like they specifically chose a simple problem so that there wasn't a lot of context that you need before diving into these concepts, like the object oriented concepts. But yeah, I couldn't look at code for a while. And coming back, I still feel a bit burned out. Kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on it.
0: Yeah. I think I told my manager a week or two before the end of December that I was like, look, I'm burning out. I can tell. I've burned out once before really badly. So I kind of know now what the warning signs are to a degree or at least my own personal warning signs. And I start losing the joy that I have for programming. I stop being interested in all my side projects. Everything becomes frantic. I feel like I'm stuck in place. I'm trying really hard, but I'm not getting anywhere. And I'm not paying attention to my health. And my health starts to suffer. And I'm starting to stress a lot more. And I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying. But no matter what, I feel like I'm not moving forward. And I start feeling very discouraged. And I start feeling... Like, I don't want to do this. Start to shut down. And then I started to withdraw from people. I have responsibilities. Like, I need to do this work. And I don't mind if they know that I'm struggling. But it's weird because, it's like, I feel like I can't do my job effectively. And it's harder to be more upfront with that. I'm discouraged a lot. I'm starting to neglect my health. Like, I'm starting to sacrifice my sleep. I'm starting to not eat as well. Like, I'm always stressed out. I feel like everything's happening all at once. And I can't focus on anything. And yeah, I feel very discouraged. And at the end of the day, it's that discouragement that really brings a lot of the negative effects of burnout for me. Because as much as I don't portray it, I'm like, I'm a very logical person. But like, because of my ADHD, I'm very emotionally driven at certain points. If I wake up and I feel discouraged, or I don't feel motivated to do anything or to work on the things that I'm working on, then I'm not going to have a good day.
1: I think that's great that you were able to be aware of it. I'm still trying to figure out what my warning signs are. Sometimes it's hard because it could be burnout from work, but it could also be burnout from just having a family. Right. What do you do about it?
0: I think it's hard because just because you realize it doesn't mean you can necessarily do anything about it. Because if you're at such an energy deficit that you're starting to fall into this, then it's hard to like, see your way out of it, right? Because like you're in the problem and sometimes it's hard to like take yourself out of it until once you realize you're in the problem. But I don't know if there is an answer as to what to do about it. But I know you need to like focus on yourself. I think you have to figure out what the problem is. And I think that's the hard part because if you're just unhappy with your job and you're burning out because of that, then you may be stuck in that job and you don't really have a choice. I've left a job because of burnout before. So you may have to extricate yourself from that situation. If that situation is causing you to burnout, then you might have to start thinking about a way to extricate yourself from it. If it's not your job necessarily that is the problem, it's just like maybe whatever you're working on or maybe your state of mind or external factors like you were talking about. I think the first thing that you start to let go is the most important thing to bring back. Like the sleeping, the exercise, the diet, all those things are going to compound and make the burnout worse And if you're letting all those go by the wayside, then it's just going to continue getting worse. So I feel like if you can try to bring those things back, that can definitely help. And then trying to find like a balance, like stop working late. Like I was working late a lot, even last week. I don't feel burned out per se right now, but I definitely don't feel like I'm where I need to be. At least just knowing that, give yourself a break. Most of us still have vacation days we can use. Like you could use them early if you need to. I think you just need to focus on yourself and, like, ask yourself what you need.
1: If you're like most devs, too much of your time gets sucked up with downtime issues, troubleshooting, and error tracking. How can you spend more time shipping code and less time putting out fires? Honey Badger is how. It's a suite of monitoring tools specifically for devs. It's the only system that combines error monitoring, uptime monitoring, and cron and heartbeat monitoring into a clean, fast interface. You won't know if HoneyBadger will really save you time and trouble until you see how it works in your toolchain. With two lines of code and five minutes, you can see for yourself. HoneyBadger automatically hooks into popular web frameworks, job systems, authentication libraries, and front-end JavaScript. Imagine fixing errors before your users can even report them. Five minutes of your time with the free trial is all it takes to see if it will work for you. It just might be the best five minutes you've spent in a while. Check out honeybadger.io. I started focusing on my sleep and making sure that I get enough of it. And I cut out my screen time a couple hours before going to bed. And when I wake up, I don't look at my phone. I used to watch YouTube videos before bed. A lot of those videos, like it would be stimulating versus relaxing at times. Anyway, so I chose to read instead. So I cut out the screens, but it doesn't got the LCD lights shining in my
0: face. That dopamine intake is like something you have to be careful about. I mean, I think that's a big problem that I have right now is I'm just flooding my brain with dopamine because I'm like, I don't feel good. So like I've always got YouTube on. I've always got a screen. Like I'm always like doing this or doing that. And I think that's like part of what's messing me up a little bit. So less screen time in 2024 is one of my goals.
1: Nice. I really like jigsaw puzzles and I was looking into like why I like them so much. Well, each piece that you make in is like a tiny dopamine hit. But I also think they're pretty relaxing. And when you do it as a family, you can have some connections build.
0: I don't like puzzles. (laughs) They frustrate me. But I feel like you're the second person recently that's brought them up to me as like an option for something to like kind of tune off and not be a screen related thing.
1: What frustrates you about puzzles?
0: There's too many pieces.
1: And do like a smaller one?
0: No, no. They're just frustrating. Like I want them to go faster. It's Mm -hmm. So completely against the point of the puzzle, to me, it's okay, I have a problem and a goal and I need to figure out the solution to this goal as quickly as possible. Right. When I can't, it gets frustrating.
1: I think I have this two parts of me where one part is like that, that you're saying, which is why if I do a puzzle, I can't stop myself from doing it and I'll just like keep going. This other part where it's like, it's nice to like sit there and sort. I don't know. I like sorting and decorating the pieces. Yeah, it's not for everyone.
0: I feel like they can be fun. I feel like in a group,
1: not for you. A lot <laughs> more
0: fun if you have like people to do them with. I think that would be more enjoyable. And we'll see. Maybe I'll get a puzzle. Well, so Ruby 3.3 came out. Anything you're looking forward to for Ruby this year? Any conferences you're looking forward to?
1: I don't know. Okay. They're all in the same area. The ones that I am looking at. So Ruby Conf, Rails Conf rails world they're all like near ish each
0: other yeah
1: i don't know of those three i will go to one of them undecided undecided right now how about you
0: definitely want to go to rails world so i will almost certainly be there but other than that i've been looking at what's going to be out there this year blue ridge ruby announced they're going on in may which is near my hometown so i might try to make it out there this year i love going to rails conf but we'll see this year i'm not sure I did a lot of conferences last year and I'm not burned out on them, but I definitely didn't get as much out of all of them as I wanted to. And I think I'm at that point where like I go almost more so for the social aspect. And because of that, I don't get as much professional gain from it. So I want to make sure the ones I go to this year are more things that I would get information out of and kind of trying to focus more on like becoming a better engineer this year.
1: Is that the same thing as like leveling up or?
0: Yeah, yeah. I felt very stuck in place last year and kind of the year before. I know that's just like the plateau of like learning or whatever, but I feel like I'm kind of stuck and I'm ready to kind of take the next step in my career, whatever that is.
1: I was going to ask, what does that mean?
0: I don't know, but I will be opening my eyes and ears for whatever that is this year.
1: Do you have a plan in place for how to get
0: there? Nope. I definitely want to work on my database skills this year. So Postgres and just general architecture. And I kind of feel like that's where I need to be focusing on anyway. So I'm going to do that. And I kind of want to do a little more security stuff this year. We'll see. But just kind of broadening my horizon a little bit, maybe like experimenting with other languages. Definitely want to get more into the iOS world this year, which started dabbling in last year. I want to get more into that this year. Do you
1: have any personal goals for this year?
0: I want to increase my typing speed and become like a home row typer.
1: What do you type right now?
0: I have like a mixture of it. I kind of keep my index fingers on J and F, but kind of don't. So instead of like keeping returning my fingers there, I'm kind of like all over the place. Like I always return there at some point, but I'm not always hitting like the letters that I should be with the right finger. That would be like the most efficient. So I'm just kind of like improving on my typing speed and Letting like the editing part of my workflow become less of an importance and more on like navigating fast because I know the answer to the problem and like just letting the tools get out of the way a little bit. Well, this will be coming out in January, but the other day I sent Julie our Spotify wrapped kind of thing that they make every year. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to the podcast last year. We had 75% of our listeners, at least on Spotify, were brand new listeners So it's very exciting to see that the show's growing. And we just want to say thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. And if there's stuff that you want us to do in the new year, new interviews, Mm -hmm. new styles, new episodes, whatever, just let us know on Twitter or email and we'll see what we can do. That's it. All right. We'll see everyone back here next week. Same place, same great time. Bye. Bye, everyone.